The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you to continue our NBA playoff conversation. By the way, Joe, I, I didn't want to just come out with this immediately, but the Game 7 also went under uh, significantly. <laughs> Going back to one of our conversations we had about Game 7s being absolute slugfests, uh, total there was 203-204, uh, and uh, this one uh, finished way under that. So uh, hopefully loyal listeners and viewers to BeckQL Daily uh, did the right thing there and made some money. Well, let me, let me also point out, and uh, what you're referencing is due to your research that we realized, okay, as these series move along, especially, uh, what was it, the last couple games we came, we came up with, typically? Mm-hmm. Game six and seven. That, mm-hmm. that you're going to see under. So how'd this one go? First three over. Game six under. under. Game seven. Last four. Mm-hmm. Last four. four That's right. Up. Four, five, six, seven, all went under the total. Mm-hmm. There's some close there's, calls, but there, there's value. <laughs> there's value in them hills. Absolutely. That's the way to do also, it. Also, uh, hopefully, that's, yeah. We talked about this. Our initial gut reaction was this was going six or seven. And so it was like plus mm-hmm. 260, plus 270, but the seven games hit too. So that was nice. Well, well let, let me exactly. ask you this, Ed, because, yeah. um, the, the books are aware of this, I think, but there's still um, an advantage for us. From game four to game seven, it, the total dropped 12 points. Is there still value in the under after it goes down 12 points? It was 216 in game four, and then uh, yesterday, 204. It, 204, yeah. A- absolutely, there's value. I, I think also, too, part of that total may have stemmed from this idea that the Celtics were going to win this one going away, that they weren't going to be so anemic from three-point range, that they weren't yeah. going to you know struggle so much offensively and not adjust in any way, shape, or form. And also, too, you had some injuries to, to some star players in that game seven. You know, let's not forget that here. Uh, when it comes yeah. to like Jason Tatum tweaking an ankle in the first play of the game, Derek White had a sore knee. So, you know, he certainly was limited as far as his overall quality. So, there, certainly there were things Boston, 
you know, got unlucky with. Uh, but at the same time, I think we also knew coming into Game 7, given research and history and data, that it, it, these are low-scoring games. They just are. You, you have teams that are fatigued. They know what they're trying to do. So it naturally, you know, forces you to shoot later in the shot clock. Uh, possessions are fewer and far between. Defense tends to step up. And, and especially when it came to Game 7, Sometimes you have to be a little creative in terms of thinking how a game is going to unfold. And this leads me uh, to our NBA Finals conversation where Eric Spolstra, if he's not the best coach in the NBA, he's certainly a top three coach in the NBA, doing a lot of full court pressing in that game seven. Why would you do that? Well, if you already know that it's going to take a little bit longer to run your offense in a game seven, you do a full court press then that takes away even more time from that possession. And I suspect that's one of the reasons why Boston was hoisting a lot of threes and perhaps a lot of poor looks from downtown because they didn't have any other options. They were trying to run their offense, and Miami had an answer for just about everything. So it's like, all right, well, we know we can shoot threes, so we'll go ahead and do that. Uh, But everything began with a lot of that full-court pressing defensively, and I think that really put Boston in a bind there, Joe. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's no question about it. I mean, they had troubles with it all series long, and I'm really looking forward to uh, what happens in the next series because you have the most efficient offense. Maybe when it's all said and done, it goes it goes down as the most efficient offense that we've seen in the playoffs. But through three rounds, uh, Denver, the most efficient offense, over the last six years, 120 points per 100 possessions. And, you know, early on, it feels like a lot of people, it's for good reason, everything that the Nuggets have, have accomplished, like, okay, this is going to be a different beast. This is going to be totally different. I don't know, man. They took out, look, look at all the teams that Miami took out. Took out Giannis. They took out the Knicks. That was an easier matchup. But Tatum. And Brown, that combination as well with Boston. And, and certainly Denver uh, did a lot there. But I don't know that I would just step in and say that it, it's going to be Denver running away. I, I've got some ideas, but I, I, I certainly 4-0, gentlemen sweep. I'm not there. I, I'm not there when it comes to Miami's defense and Spolster on the other side. Yeah. It's the spread to me, like, Nine? Ooh, I would stay away. I mean, generally, I think, especially at home, Denver's so good. I, But I kind of think I'm out of the business of fading and doubting this Heat team <laughs> right now. Like, this is – and nine just seems like a really big number to me. I'm just going to look at props. I don't have a strong opinion on a side in this one because I do think this scrappy Heat team is capable of covering that number. All the games against the Lakers were close. They weren't supposed to be in that situation either. So I think if anyone can keep it close against Denver, it's this Heat team who I just don't want to fade right now. As And you guys know, I love Jokic and the Nuggets more than anybody. They are my favorite. They've won me some money this season. But there is something about this Heat team that makes me think nine is just a big number. I'm not sure I'm interested in uh, laying it with Nuggets in game one, even if they are at home and well-rested. 
Yeah, I think uh, you're getting some bad value if you're looking at game one of the NBA Finals happening Thursday night where Denver's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite at home, total 219-and-a-half. And if you want to go for a series bet, the Nuggets are minus 400 to win the NBA Finals, and Nikola Jokic is minus 300 to win Finals MVP. So if you're going to make some money on futures or especially this game one, Joe, you're going to have to get creative. One option is to say, okay, Denver minus one and a half at minus 165. Maybe that's a good place to start this conversation. Uh, But regardless, you are getting almost no value whatsoever if you are backing Denver in a generic way. Yeah, I'm curious to see, and part of this will be on how game one ends up playing out. I'm curious to see if the Mm -hmm. number drops a little bit because I'm sure there are a lot of people that are just taking a look at this like, Look, I've got uh, what I think is the best player in the world with Jokic on that one side. Look how awesome Denver has been at home. And they, they swept. They're, they're all rested a week and a half. There's going to be that rust, rest versus rust argument all week. But a, a Heat team that was pushed to seven. You've got Heat players, a lot of them, that have been hobbled throughout the playoffs, the ones that are available. Uh, we'll find out if Tyler Hero is available at some point throughout the series doesn't sound like early on but maybe there's a maybe it does happen at some point in the series so i'm wondering if this denver number is is a little higher than what we're going to see in game number two see this is the yeah series price no thanks once we get into series spread i think that's more of a conversation for both sides of it but Mm -hmm. uh my first reaction is game one denver's dominated i don't expect them to be rusty um, Miami spent, I'd be more willing to lay it just for that first game. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I was thinking about Ed's conversation about the full court press and I'm like, Ooh, maybe they'll do that with Denver and over one and a half threes for Jokic. And he does take threes. He was three for six in that last game. It's plus one fifty. I thought Ed brought up a good point. If they do try to force him to take some threes, I like that for Jokic because gosh, even his triple double guys, 
minus money now. It's minus 105, but I remember the days when it was like 10 to 1 a couple years ago, and now it's like <laughs> crazy. It, crazy. Yeah. Minus, minus 125 to average a triple-double. Yeah, I, I was looking at a bunch of these markets this morning. It's going to be fun to talk about over the next few days uh, until we get to Thursday. But if you're looking for more value, mention MVP. That's a crazy price as well. I see minus 360 at some spots. Points leader in the series, though, is plus money. Mm. If you think this is going to be Jokic scoring series, he's uh, plus 115. I saw that one, too. But there's certainly a, a lot of candidates as far as that's concerned. So that's one that I want to you know, dig a little bit more deeply in as far as figuring out, okay, where is the, where is the bulk scoring going to come from? Uh, from both sides, really. I mean, yeah, you know, Jimmy Butler's great, but we saw a Caleb Martin performance and then uh, Jamal Murray for the Nuggets. Certainly there are a lot of folks mm -hmm. uh, in the series who could take that scoring title. So that's one that I want to parse through a little bit more before I uh, you know, think about placing a wager there. The idea, though, that we have this rust versus rest debate that we are going to hear a lot between now and game one. This is something mm -hmm. that I looked into, and I want us to be smarter about this because the Nuggets will have had nearly two weeks of rest before playing game one of the NBA Finals Thursday night. And some might make the argument that, well, that's a really long time not to be playing competitive basketball what sort of Nuggets team are we going to see? Now, culturally, they should be fine. You know, they're, they're not the type to rest on their laurels, so to speak. Meanwhile, Miami, you know, had a really grueling seven-game series where they had to expend a lot of energy Monday, and then they're going to be playing an altitude come Thursday. This is one of the reasons, by the way, why Eric Spolstra wanted to get to Denver just as soon as possible, because mm -hmm. you want to get used to the altitude. It's not like you're trying to tell everyone, oh, we're going to win this game. You know, it's like a motivational thing. It may have been a part of it, but more importantly, it's to be prepared for altitude. And so that's fine. But one of the things that I did was I looked at the last 10 NBA finals and I looked at how many teams or, or how many games each NBA finals participant had played leading up to that last series and figure out, okay, is there some advantage playing more or fewer games? And it turns out, not really. Over the last 10 years, the team that had more rest going into the finals was 4-5-1 and one as far as taking the championship. Now, in the last seven seasons, they're 4-2-1. and one, But for the most part, there's not some decided advantage as far as the rust versus rest thing. It's entirely possible, and Joe, you know this well, as far as watching some great Western conferences over the last several years, that sometimes the toughest team or the second toughest team is in your own conference, not who you're facing in the finals. Mm. I think Miami would love to have a week and a half off. Don't you guys? I think they'd love mm -hmm. to have that right now. So I, yeah, I would yeah. look at it more as advantage Denver with, with all that rest and the way that they were playing. I, I think it's a lazy narrative. Oh, they were the hot team. And now that goes, we're going to hear it a lot in hockey too. It's because it's the exact same scenario uh, with the Florida Panthers. So I, that's not going into my handicapping too much. Now, Miami being pushed, playing all these extra games, I look at that much more than I'm looking at Denver sitting around too long. These guys are pros. I mean, this is their chance. Yeah. We heard them talk uh, when they were playing games. Go ahead. Yeah, keep counting us out, please. You're feeding into it. We love it. We love to hear that we have no chance. We love that we win a couple games and then the storyline is 
number one, Lakers, number two, Lakers, number three, Lakers. They, they, they love, they fed up some of that stuff. So I, I think it's more about the Heat side with uh, all the extra games and uh, them being pushed to seven games, Aaron. Yeah, I agree. Plus, I mean, we've talked about it so many times that Denver at home is just so good. 30 and 18 ATS this year, 62.5%. I mean, that alone, whether you, you know, you factor in the rust versus rest, just playing Denver at home and them having the home court advantage here is way a way bigger deal to me than having that extra rest of me being worried about the rust. And I agree. They're mature. They've got a good head coach. I don't think they're going to be like, oh, all this rest. Now we're going to come out slow. Like, they're going to be prepared. <laughs> right. And if you're in, in terms of being prepared and having game plans and things like that, like, chances are you were preparing for Miami for a little while uh, because they were up three games to nothing in the series. Not that you don't have backup plans for Boston. I mean, let's not be silly. But chances are you're gearing more toward Miami's smaller lineups and prepping for that compared with, say, the Celtics jump shooting and the length that they can have down low, et cetera, et cetera, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's an excellent point. We, we've known for a week, right? This is going to be Miami. Mm -hmm. Now, it, it, became, it came into question, obviously, when they were pushed to game seven. But I'm sure Denver's been preparing the entire time for Miami, at, at least so much over the last week. Nobody went Cancun here. So, I, yeah. I, I'm not. Denver, Nobody went to Vegas like James Harden. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no. We know the coaching staff. Well, okay, so nobody's going to lay $4, but I'm looking at stuff like Denver minus a game and a half. That's minus 150. That's, that's like certainly that. uh, pretty interesting. <laughs> Exactly. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we are going off the board right here on the BetQL Network.